0: think that people don't understand what a guilty pleasure
1: is. Yeah, we learned that pretty hard. I speak. don't think
0: that overall the internet understands guilty pleasures.
1: I think most of the internet thinks that a guilty pleasure is a song that is played out. Right, like a basic ass song that's yeah. been... Played to death, but you
0: can put it on any wedding playlist, and everyone in the wedding will be fine with it. Yeah, no,
1: this isn't Bruno Mars. This isn't "Don't Stop
0: Believin'. Yeah,
1: no, 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 no. This isn't karaoke favorites. No, this is songs that you know a majority of people fucking hate, and like they
0: will eye roll
1: you. Yeah, but you love it anyway. If they look at your
0: iTunes and they're like, "Really?" and you're like. <laughs> Yeah, These are the songs that you won't play around people Yes, because you know they're going to judge you. Yes. That's a guilty pleasure. Like, I don't want to hear about, like, the middle-aged white man who secretly loves Shania Twain's man, I feel like a woman, because everyone loves Shania Twain's man, I feel like a woman.
1: Yeah. Or some 23-year-old white girl that really likes Before He Cheats by Carrie Underwood. Every 23-year-old at a bar loves... Before, Before he cheese. cheats, and knows you know, every
0: word. It's it's so it's so, it's a weird thing every woman, it's in our
1: DNA. Yeah. We all
0: just know the lyrics. I don't
1: know how I ended up knowing the lyrics, but I know the lyrics. You're saying it and you're like, "How do I know this?" Yeah. You
0: don't know, and you never will know.
1: I don't want to know. Yeah. It's a secret. Welcome to Rock Candy. <laughs> yeah. We know we hyped you up for a different episode last week, but guess what? Plans fall through. It, we're still your weekly podcast bringing you <laughs> sweet treats from the world of music. Even we on are. a
0: last-minute fly-by-the-seat-of-our-pants episode. Because that's what we did with this. Yeah. It... Guys, we did this in, like, less than 24 hours. Yeah.
1: We had this awesome interview all lined up, which hopefully we can still do next week, but I don't know. We're not going to hype it up. It'll yeah. Just be, it'll happen when it happens. It'll happen when it happens.
0: So, you know, don't hold on to your butts. Let your butts sag everywhere. <laughs> all like, over the place. Flop all over the place. Yeah, let that floppy ass just... Go all over the place.
1: Embrace the butt flops. Yeah.
0: So we do what we always have to do when, in times of crisis, make a playlist episode.
1: Yeah. Easy.
0: Very easy. Well, we always think it's going to be
1: easy. We think it's going to be easy. Uh, every time I'm like, I don't have enough songs for a playlist. I only have like two choices. And then two I Two hours up, later. And then two hours later, I'm down the rabbit hole. And I'm like, now I have too many choices. Yep. And I have no idea what I'm going to do. Yep. Fuck. Yeah, that's what happens. It's 11 o'clock on Sunday. What am I doing? I'm like, I need to go to bed, but I just figured out my last song. Yeah. Wah. And with this one, I kind of had a notion of what I was going to do, but then I went down the college years oh, rabbit hole. Yeah. And then I ended up looking at all of my old photos and I'm like, these are ridiculous. I'm going to put them on my phone and send them to everybody. And then you're like, I forgot to do my notes. <laughs>
0: Fuck. And that's and that's how podcasts work, guys. Yeah. But we're, we're as
1: DIY as ever with this episode. <laughs> but I have a whole bunch of old pictures on my Instagram now. So she does. They're pretty choice. Man, they bring me back to oh a my time.
0: God.
1: You could get your hair to do things that I never could, though. So I'm jelly. It defied gravity. It did. And I don't know how I still have hair on my head because my dye jobs were just horrific. And it... I teased the shit out of my hair every day. It was day. mostly the teasing. It was teasing. It's bad. It don't... was bad. Yeah. I would say more than even the dyeing. Like the teasing was probably yeah. oof. But I had a sweet fucking poof. Yeah, you did. You were so close to God. Before Snooki even tried to make it her thing. Right? I was doing that poof for years. Yeah, she tried. She tried and she failed. She sucked at it. She did suck at it. Fuck you, Snooki. You know what you did. Sucked at it. It was a lot of things. She sucked at a lot of things, so. Ha! Ha-ha! Dick jokes.
0: <laughs> Good. Five minutes in, we got our first dick joke in. Yes. Whew. A little worried about that one. But yes, we, uh, we're going to do a Guilty Pleasures playlist today, which... You had brought that up like a couple weeks ago too. Like, we should do that. And I'm like, yeah, okay. And I had one song in mind. And then yesterday we like, we have <laughs> to I was do like, it now. Emergency. We gotta do this! Danger Ops. We have to do it. <laughs> it's a Danger Ops episode. It is. We're your hosts, uh Maggie. I'm Ashley. And we did that too. Look at us. Yeah. Full stop Danger Ops. Fucking full stop danger ops <laughs> guilty pleasures. But yeah, I um I just got really mad yesterday because I just was looking for... Before I looked at my own music, which which is what I should have done the
1: whole time. Well, just, you do what I usually do. I'm like, what do other people think about this kind of playlist? Right. And it's all... It's garbage. Yeah. Every Call time. Me Maybe is not a guilty pleasure. Call Me Maybe is a great fucking song. Well, and everyone should like it. But everyone doesn't understand that Carly Rae Jepsen is legit. Fucking seriously. Yeah. Just like I... I don't think a lot of people think that Paramore is legit, but I think they're legit. Oh, no. Paramore is very legit. Yeah. Haley I think Williams so. has a pretty decent solo career going on yeah. right now. And so their, like, their latest couple of albums are pretty deep and introspective. Right. So, like, they came from the pop punk mid-2000s era, yeah. but and they had some questionable songs with questionable subjects, but, but you know they admitted up. to it. People still like Green Day. <laughs>
0: So like, can so... we give Paramore like a trophy? Because <laughs> I think
1: they earned it over Green Fucking Day. Can we just fight like, me? Get like a shitty fucking tiny trophy and just send it to them and <laughs> just have it engraved to say you're better than Green Day. Yeah, I think they I think they'd like to hear that. I hope so.
0: I imagine they probably some days are like, what people are still listening to Green Day? Yeah. Uh and and we we have a slightly thematic drink going on tonight. Sort of. Yours is
1: definitely more than mine, I think.
0: But... Just in that I mean, we're drinking, I think, what we would consider our guilty pleasure, booze-wise. Yeah. You know, we always come in here every week with our fancy pants, craft stuff. <laughs> and this week nah, I'm I'm coming in with my Jenny. My Jenny Kolsch. Yeah. And that's... everyone would say Genesee
1: is some trash beer. I mean, they make some, um... Bud Light adjacent beers, but they Maybe are like, like the Sam basic. Adams adjacent. Yeah, it's like they're not as bad as Bud Light. It's bottom shelf, mostly slightly above bottom shelf. Started from the bottom. Now they're here, which is right. just slightly
0: above the bottom.
1: However, if you look into their beer catalog beyond just like the green label or the blue label or the red label, mm. shit's tight. Oh, my God. They're Kolsch. Yeah, and if you go to their uh, brewery in Rochester, some of the shit that they have on tap there is fucking fantastic. So, which I still need to make a Rochester trip. Yeah, it just happened. Yeah. Also, their dark horse is one that they actually rotate seasonally and mm. do distribution for, and that one's actually really good. So, mm. so suck it, people. Jenny is fucking great. Yeah, Jenny is great. Fight us, we'll fight you. <laughs>
0: And you're drinking some some White Girl
1: seltzers. Yeah, and I'm getting White Girl wasted tonight, I guess. Actually, those are those are kind of high ABV's. Well, these are vodka soda seltzers from Albany Distilling Company, and it's it's not just that truly bullshit. It's actually cans of real vodka and soda. Oh, yeah, I know it tastes like it. Yeah. Which is why I don't love it. <laughs> so I'm okay with it. I like them. I no, I mean, really it's good. honestly it's so, an yeah. adult beverage. Yeah. So yeah, they're seltzers, but it's like legit vodka. So get off my dick about it. Or get on your dick. I don't know. By the end of the night. Ooh. <laughs> oh my
0: God. <laughs> this is going to be like a now episode, but not quite as spicy. Because <laughs> I feel like making this playlist, I was like, oh
1: God, I'm going to lose a lot of cred today. This honestly could be a now playlist. If you didn't know any better. And you saw this mix C D somewhere, you'd be like, Holy shit, is this a now CD? This is us making our own now C D. Basically.
0: Yeah. <laughs> let's let's go into it. Let's get into our t- our top ten. Top to t- t- ten Guilty p- 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 pleasures. Two water cannons. to t- t- two water cannons. N- 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 no dress code. Hey, no hoodies.
1: <laughs> but you said no dress no, code. I- no. Take that hoodie off.
0: But it's Take cold. it. I don't give a shit. No hoodies. <laughs> Get the fuck out!
1: Fuck your hoodie. Fuck Sitting it. in on fire. I'm All done right, with we this. talked about booze. <laughs> okay. We introed enough. Get ready. The you first one is lot. gonna be a great one. I- so my very first one is "I'm Not Okay," I promise, by My Chemical Romance.
0: They were such zombies. They were really zombying out over there in My Chemical Ramp Romance. My Chemical Rant? Ramps. <laughs> Rampants. Okay.
1: So My Chemical Romance burst onto the scene in 2004 with I'm Not Okay, I Promise, the lead single off the album Three Cheers for Sweet Revenge.
0: Oh, this is their first single? It was their
1: very first. This was our first introduction to MCR. So, as I've told you, uh-huh. I really don't know shit about MCR. <laughs> the kids call it? That's what I called it, but I guess the kids actually call them My Chem, which is kind of dumb. I don't know. It's all dumb. It's My Chemical Romance. It's all fucking dumb. Yeah, it's all dumb. Yes. Rising from the ashes of new metal, emo emerged to take over where the former begrudgingly faded into obscurity. Although I personally wouldn't consider My Chemical Romance an emo band, They were thrown in with the rest because of an abundance of guyliner and lead singer Gerard Way's whiny vocals. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Exactly. I'm sorry. Is that emo? I mean, granted, Green Day did it too, so... But they didn't sound like... But they weren't emo. No, they were peppy. I don't think you can judge a band or call them emo by what
0: they're wearing. No, I would say that by the subject matter, like, he sounded like he was just real upset about everything. Yeah,
1: well, he was minding In, like, a
0: sad way. Whereas, like, Green Day is, like, upset about things in, like, a way that they... Th- hold on. That they think is, like, angry
1: and punk. Yeah, they think they're socially aware, and they're really not socially but aware. But, like,
0: I feel like the guy from My Chemical Romance is going to sit in his room and write poetry, whereas I feel like Billy Joe, what's-his-face, is going... Armstrong? Armstrong. That's it. He's just going to go, like, light firecrackers in a garbage can <laughs> and think that he's rebelling against
1: <laughs> powers that be. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, this fucking Burger King won't know a hit it when I <laughs> light these firecrackers <laughs> off in the back lot. Yeah, exactly. Like that's that <laughs> is. I am the man. Fuck
0: Burger King. That is, is the <laughs> difference between emo and pop punk. One's gonna sit in their room and write poetry. The other one's gonna set on yeah. a firecracker behind Burger King.
1: But they are linked by the simple fact that someday. The emo kid is couldn't discover alcohol or pot or speed or something. Yeah. And they're going to make friends with the pop punk guy and be like, yo, can I get some of those firecrackers? And then they're all going to set firecrackers off behind a Denny's. (laughs) Yes. Because fuck Denny's. Because glow up, I guess. Yeah. Hashtag glow up. (laughs) (laughs) MCR became the butt of many a joke once their stars started fading around 2010 Which happened to be the same time that emo itself stopped being popular. Once the terrible makeup and side-swooped hair fell out of style, so did the bitchy boy bands. Mm. Which is my new nickname for emo bands. Bitchy boy bands. Bitchy boy bands. That's legit. I'm Not Okay, I Promise started it all for My Chemical Romance when it was released in September 2004. It was catchy, it had a funny video to accompany it, and the band consisted of the punk rock emo boys that looked deep, dark, and damaged. Mm. It was perfect for lonely emo girls to latch onto, And the song was a moderate hit, just cracking the Billboard Hot 100, but it clearly carved itself a hole in our collective psyches. MCR announced a reunion tour this year and people went apeshit for it. Oh, did they? Which I don't fucking understand because MCR was the butt of every joke for a long time. And then they announced a reunion tour and all of a sudden everyone's a fucking fan. And Ash is like, oh no,
0: you bet a not like, um...
1: <laughs> oh no you bet don't yeah no (laughs) that was bullshit the tickets for the entire tour sold out in less than six hours holy shit
0: and i do not know that many of my chemical romance fans i didn't either
1: but apparently everyone was an undercover mcr fan I wasn't. And me, the one who is an out and proud MCR fan, is the one who's like, nah, I'm not spending a thousand fucking dollars on a ticket to their show, which then got canceled because of the Rony.
0: Yeah, we, we had enough disappointment with that.
1: Yeah. So um, fuck off down the road. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> She's but done. But I still like this song and I still like this album. And I actually, I think that Welcome to the Black Parade. Was a very finely crafted album. Fuck yourself if you don't think so. That one song I know, Helena. Helena. That was on Three Cheers for Sweet Revenge. I'm sorry. I thought that was
0: kind of okay.
1: <laughs> that was a pretty good song. That's decent. That's a good song. All and right. also, um, their album that came out before this one, their very first album, was actually really good. And it was more, it was more punk than emo, I guess, mm. in some ways. So. Those three albums were legit pretty fucking tight. I didn't listen to anything else after that, because then I was like, nah, I'm done. I I'm, well, I'm okay. I, I glowed up. I, I hashtag glowed up after yeah. that. So. Yeah. You're lighting firecrackers behind a Denny's now. I'm lighting firecrackers behind a
0: Red Lobster. Oh, she's bougie. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh. Well... Speaking of bougie, my pick, my first song is not bougie. No, oh. <laughs> at all. I mean, maybe it's foreign. What is it? It's Boney M. Rasputin. Oh, that's right. Yes.
1: So good. I mean, <laughs> this song is pure cheese. It is. But it's still a bop. What kills me is that it's like one of the most cheesy songs ever made, oh, but God. it's about Rasputin. Yeah, what? honestly. And they
0: try to make Rasputin real sexy, which yeah. actually after listening to the last podcast, apparently he
1: was. By, Boy fucked. By early, was it early 1900s yeah, standards? I yeah, I so. Yeah, I guess. If yeah. you like Dudes that are real gnarly and He was really smelly. tall and had a huge dick.
0: <sighs> I guess. Look, we didn't bathe back then. Nobody smelled good <laughs> in the early 1900s. <laughs> Nobody. Everyone was nose blind. It was fine. Yeah. Well, singing about the man, the myth, the legend, Grigory Rasputin. He came to work for the Russian Tsar after his wife, Alexandra, asked him to help heal their son's hemophilia, because apparently Rasputin could do that.
1: He he couldn't. No, he couldn't. Tricks. Magic. Trickster. Most of the
0: lyrics are actually pretty accurate. His sexual deviancy, his climbing of political power, and the fact that everyone kind of just wanted him dead after a while. Yeah. Except there is no proof that he was lover of the Russian queen. True. Like there was like that as a rumor, but it kind of seems like she was pretty faithful to her husband. I think she just really idolized Respuin.
1: Yeah. Because he did a whole lot of spicy tricks. I was like, like boob touching the way you're moving your hand. I'm like, wait,
0: that's jazz hands.
1: Titty grabbing. It's a lot of titty grabbing. A lot of jazz hand titty grabbing.
0: Don't we all though?
1: That's what that was originally
0: for. Yeah. And then we're like, well, stop grabbing titties, but you can still have jazz hands. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Just pretend like you're dancing. Yeah. Don't don't grab titties.
0: This song came out in 1978 and made it big in Australia, Germany, the UK, and even the Soviet Union. Despite this, the song was omitted from the Soviet pressing of the album, hmm. and Boney M was not allowed to perform it there. What? Right?
1: But, like, they're not saying anything bad. They're just saying
0: about Rasputin, man, but Soviet Union.
1: They're just, they're literally saying rah, rah, Rasputin. He was the lover of there's, the Russian there's... queen. There I
0: guess
1: do, Russian... really <laughs> um, do Russians. That's really what's gone. Do Russians think of him, think of Rasputin, Rasputin as
0: a good guy? I don't know. I have no idea what Russians think. Russians, I really don't either. write in. Let us know what you think of Rasputin. Somebody out there. Come on. Guys, let us know.
1: Let us know, because I really have no idea how Russians view Rasputin. No
0: idea. No clue. It's a truly odd song, as it is clearly a mix of what was popular at the time, disco. Yes. And some traditional music as well. Yes. Mix it all up in there in a little blender. But Boney M was an interesting band. Like, I didn't go too deep into their history, but I did find out that they were a group that was put together by a man named Frank Farian who recorded a song called Baby, Do You Want a Bump? <laughs> it, uh, okay, are
1: you talking about sex or coke? Right. Oh, what are you talking oh, about?
0: I was thinking, like, do you want a baby bump? Which would still actually be <laughs> sex, right? Because, yeah. like, you'd have yeah. to fuck to get the baby bump.
1: But I'm thinking, like, bump and grind. Right. Or do you want to bump a coke? Or do you want to bump... Could be both. I
0: don't know. He was German. I have no idea. This was all in Germany.
1: Okay.
0: He put it together under the name Boney M., which I guess he got the name Boney M because he was watching some Australian show and saw in the credits the name Boney. And he's like, I like that name. Boney, Boney,
1: Boney, Boney M. Sure. Yep. Yeah. So the M doesn't stand for anything. No. Oh. All, right. all right. Germany. Germany. Germans. Gotcha. Germans. It's all sausage to me. <laughs> it really is. It
0: really is, though. Delicious. He didn't want to front a band, though, so he selected people, mostly of Euro-Caribbean descent, to front the group. Mm -hmm. And a little interesting piece of trivia, years later, he would be the one
1: to create the duo Milli Vanilli. No shit! Yes shit! Well, that makes sense. They're German.
0: I never knew they were German. At least
1: one of them is German. All right. I believe you. Also, the only reason I know this song (laughs) is because there was a video game called Let's Dance or Just Dance? Just Dance. Just Dance. This was on Just Dance. And my sister was really into that video oh. game for a while. <laughs> so I would watch them try and watch her and my brother in law try to do a dance to this. And it was literally just the Russian. The arm moving. Yeah. The up and down. I don't oh, remember what the name of that was. The that, yeah, kind, oompa. yeah, like the tra- <laughs> that traditional stereotypical Russian dance. That's pretty much what you oh, had like to do. Oh, like you do the
0: kicks and yes. stuff.
1: Oh my god, that's what you had to do in Just Dance to this fucking song. That's really complicated. It's difficult. Look, I came from the DDR
0: era. Uh-huh. Just Dance was a little much for me because I was like, I'm sorry, I have to do. Shit no, with you my actually arms now. have to dance. Yeah, no. I like stepping on arrows. <laughs> Thank you. Because
1: I can have everything from my butt to my head completely straight. Only have to move my feet. It's great. Yeah, that's great. Stick up. Hips up.
0: Stick straight. Stick straight. Hips down. Moving around. <laughs> there you go. All
1: right. Shall we go on to the next one? Yes. Yeah, so what do you have next? My next one. I hope everybody remembers this. song. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, When the lights go out by Five spelled 5 I've <laughs> yes girl don't deny the way you feel you know you gotta trust me give me a chance to prove I'm
0: Remember no, the 90s? Oh, do we have to? I think we do. Now that you're
1: now that you're talking about <laughs> Five Eyes. I had to put a boy band in here at some point. Well, I'm glad one of us did it. Yeah. And frankly, I don't think NSYNC is a is a guilty pleasure. No. It's legit. Although
0: I did see Bye 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 on one of those stupid Watch Mojo's lists.
1: No. List. Like, when, in what world? And that's extra legit because that's the album that came out after they kicked Lou Pearl into the curb. So, so whatever. Yeah. Five... Spelled the number five. Yes. I-V-E. What world? What world? Does that make what sense? What <laughs> five, <Ive. laughs>
0: five Ive. It's Five Ive. It's
1: Five Ive. Five Ive was actually a British boy band. Oh, shit. Which was something I did not know. Nope. That would probably explain why they only had one hit in the U.S., which was this song. Yes. It hit number 10 on the Billboard Hot 100 in 1998, and they were virtually unheard of in the U.S. after that. The group was put together in 1997 by Bob and Chris Herbert, the father and son talent manager duo that created Spice Girls. The group broke up in 2001 following the nervous breakdown of one of the band members, which was a direct result of being in the group.
0: Yeah. that's. And another
1: member having to leave to be with his son who was born premature. Oh, that's kind of scary. So somebody was fucking at least one of them.
0: Oh, good. So that's good. Wait, how many guys were in the band?
1: Five. Good.
0: (laughs) Just making sure. Just
1: checking. And that concludes everything you really need to know about Five. Except for this god-awful cover question mark of We Will Rock You by Queen, which I will now subject you to. I'm very sorry, Maggie, but you have to hear this. I don't want to order devastation when we step
0: into the place and better believe that you can see we gonna rock and never stop it here we go again hit you with
1: the flow again Pick it up the second time around we bring it on again shout it
0: I get why John Deacon was like... Nah. I'm
1: done. I'm good. Like... this guys, is This is horrific. Come on. This is literally one of the worst covers I have ever heard in my life. And the worst part about it is that Brian May and Roger Taylor actually not only okayed it, but played on it too. How horrific was that? Like... I've had to give up a lot in
0: my life. Um, Had to be okay with the fact that Adam Lambert Uh, is like an unofficial member of Queen. I'm pretty sure he's an
1: official member. Has been for a while. Let me have this. Sorry to disappoint you. And now I have this
0: in my back pocket. Yep. And like... The only saving grace is that once in a blue moon, Brian May like does support legit good artists. Yes. And that's all I can say. And Roger Taylor gave us Tiger Taylor. Oh, Tiger Taylor. So Rufus Tiger Taylor. Yeah. But I like calling him Tiger Taylor, which also sounds like he should be a cartoon character. Anyway, the point it is- It also
1: makes me want to call him Tiger Taylor Thomas.
0: Which... which is like a tiger version. Is it like a furry version of Jonathan Taylor Thomas? It should be. Right? <laughs> It's got weird guys. Ooh. The point is, I forgive Queen for a lot. Oh, not this. I don't think I can forgive this. I
1: cannot forgive them for this. Forgive but never forget. Yeah, and I won't. I'm sure. I'm sure an elephant about this. But anyway, yeah,
0: somebody did fuck one of the guys in five. Had to have. But maybe they had the
1: assistance. Of some toys. I feel like they all need the assistance of some toys. Yeah. So maybe they can go to AdamandEve.com and use our code and get some sweet surprises and some nice movie films. And that will help them have sex with the guys from Five. <laughs> yes. Yes, it will. You can go to AdamandEve.com right now and you can get almost any one thing for 50% off. Almost any one item. Almost any one item. And then you put that in your little cart. And then you can get three free items along with it. One, two, three. One, two, three. And then on top of that, you get six movie films. Movie films.
0: They are six of them and they are free. They come with your your stuff. Wow. I forgot what words (laughs) were for a minute.
1: Yeah. And all of these things can help you. Have sex with a member of five. (laughs) We promise. That's
0: the rock candy guarantee. (laughs) You can sleep with one of the members for five. If you
1: use our code at checkout, which is candy pod. C-A-N-D-Y-P-O-D. Not the band. Not the band. And also, you get some sweet free shipping. Free shipping. So that's
0: almost any one item 50% off. I mean, you don't have to stop there. You can get more. That won't be 50% off, but you can get more than the one item.
1: Yeah. You can get as many items as you want. You're still going to get three extra things for yep. free. Yeah, you are. And you're going to get the six movies for free. Yep. And then you're going to get the free shipping. And then you're going to get plowed by a guy from Five Ive. And <laughs> I mean, like, isn't that-, <laughs>
0: Ed, isn't that good enough? Isn't it? I mean, at this point in the game, guys,
1: isn't that good enough? At this point, it's like, yeah, good enough. That's just my fucking motto from yeah. now on. It's just good enough. You know what? Good enough. So dot so yeah.
0: AdamandEve.com. Use the code C-A-N-D-Y-P-O-D. Like the band? But not the band. But not the band. You will feel so alive. You will. With Five Ives. <laughs> alive Five Alive with Five Ives. Five Ives. Five Ives alive, alive. Johnny Five Ives Alive. Okay,
1: we need to move
0: on. Yeah, all right. So, yeah, my next pick uh-huh. is definitely dabbling a little bit more in the guilty pleasures because I think any of our metal fans are going to get real mad. Yeah. My <laughs> next pick is baby metal Megatsune.
1: Yikes. Go to a baby metal show. Yo, a baby metal show
0: looks so good. (laughs) I've been watching. I've told you. I fell down a baby metal rabbit hole last night. And I was like, yo, this shit looks legit.
1: Yeah, I would go to one. Absolutely. So
0: high energy. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's like everything you like about metal and Japanese anime put together. Yes. Yeah.
0: That's that's exactly why I put this on my list because I really wanted to put some J-pop on here. And I was like, I mean, J-pop's a guilty pleasure, but also it is legit music. It's
1: legit, though. It's its its own thing. Yeah.
0: It, it, like, I feel like it's the same as K-pop, where it's just like, there's plenty of fans who be like, is this a guilty pleasure? And I think, like, a lot of people just put it somewhere different because it's a different language and it sounds really cutesy, because that's just right. what their voices sound like. Right. They have higher pitched voices than we do most of the time. Yeah. So, Yeah. And also, I like metal, so this was kind of like, oh, okay, hold on. I can I can finally <laughs> talk about J-pop somehow. Yeah. This works. This totally works. This group of adorable Japanese girls. They bef-
1: are adorable. They are
0: adorable. By the way, they're like in their early 20s, and they're still adorable.
1: Oh, yeah. I figured they were in their early 20s. They still look like they're 10,
0: yeah, but yeah. they're in their 20s. They're adults. Well, genetics, so. Right? They're performing high-energy Japanese kawaii metal. They were formed in 2010 after producer Kei Kobayashi, a.k.a. Koba Metal, discovered Suzaka Nakamoto, a.k.a. Sue Metal, performing in a Japanese girl group. They, just like in Korea and kind of here in the UK, but more so in Asia, have, like, these pop group farms. Basically, where it's like, yeah. if you want to be a pop star, you start from like age three or four I mean, and you K-pop go to I mean, K-pop does schools. the same thing. Exactly. J-pop and K-pop have a lot of similarities. Despite having his leading lady, he thought he needed backup. So he added in two girls, Moa Kikuchi, Moa Metal, and Yui Mizuno, Yui Metal. These are very creative names. They're Japanese. <laughs> oh, do you mean the metal part? Yeah. Yeah, I guess they were like, let's give them all nicknames with the word metal in them. Yeah. Shorten their names, stick metal on it. Got there it. There you go. Got it. Got it, guys. Nailed it. Figured it out. He picked these two specifically as they were smaller than Sue Metal and could dance around her like angels.
1: Because that's what metal needs is little angels dancing around a lead singer. But like dark, so angry weird. Lolita angels? So weird. It's so weird.
0: Also, they looked very similar, Moa yes, and Yui. Yes. They look all like look like they're twins. Very,
1: very similar. And they are not. <laughs> yeah. They just looked alike. You would were think that the they height. would be sisters.
0: By the way, Sue Metal is 5'1. Yeah.
1: And towers over Yui and Moa, <laughs> were are both
0: like maybe 4'10. They're literal fairies. Yeah. They are. Yeah. Yep. Yes, this is a manufactured metal group. However,. They are accompanied by a group of solid metal musicians, known as the Kami Band, meaning God in Japanese. It's about like nine different guys who switch in and out depending on like touring and all that. But they're if you listen to the music, like they're not like these are guys who are legitimately playing they're fucking metal.
1: They're not pulling this music out of their ass or copying any other Swedish metal band or American metal band or anything. They're actually making their own legitimate metal. I sounds.
0: found this really cool YouTube video and I'll send it to you later. Um, this person took examples of different genres of metal mm-hmm. and were like, hey, look at baby metal plays this, they play this, like they play industrial, they play folk, they play everything. They dark metal and all of the
1: ridiculous vast amounts of subgenres under the metal umbrella and like Explain this is what this metal is. This is what it sounds like. This yeah. is the difference between this metal and this metal. This is what this one sounds like. This is what this yeah. One sounds and like. like how baby metal has incorporated into their, which is an invaluable resource when it comes to metal. Oh sometimes God. I was
0: watching the video. I'm like,
1: what dark metal? What's that?
0: <laughs> what is all this shoegaze metal? Put shoegaze that. metal. Shoegaze <laughs> metal is a thing, isn't it? It is
1: a thing. I'm leaving. <laughs>
0: I'm over it. It's too much metal. Like, not that there's too much. I just, too many genres.
1: Too many cooks in that kitchen. Too many cooks. And they're all big, burly, and clad in black. Probably a little smelly. However, I'm okay with that kitchen. And generally pretty friendly.
0: Yeah. Like, they're glad to have you. They're going to feed you. They're going to probably explain a little too much about the meal they're feeding you. But they're going to feed you. Yeah. And they'll be nice about it. And they'll drink a lot of beer and it'll be a fun it'd be time. T- it'll be a great time.
1: I like this kitchen. Yeah, this is a
0: great kitchen. Metal kitchen. This song, Migutsune, mixes Western and Eastern styles of music. A metal song, and it's got the traditional Japanese elements in it as well. You can hear it in the middle. The lyrics talk about women being actresses from the day they are born and uses a lot of metaphors about foxes. And these are common themes throughout baby metal songs. Hmm. They they use um, the Kitsune, the fox god, as yep. their um, mascot, basically. And instead oh. of doing the devil horns, they do the foxes. Oh, my God. Because they're adorable. <laughs> Cause they're
1: adorable.
0: And, and they get really, you know... Uh, Secretive about things, and when they don't want to answer a question, they're like, "Oh, only the fox god knows." And You're like, "What?" But it's cute because it's these little Japanese that girls is saying
1: it. Very close to what does the fox say, and but it's so it, much more formal. But it it and it's but it, the fact that they are Japanese saves it. <laughs> oh
0: yes, yes. It, it,
1: it because when you give even them a lot of them say it, You're
0: like, now nah, okay, they they. They're legit. They know what they're talking about. Yeah. I think they are in league with a Fox God, actually. (laughs) They get a lot of heat from metal fans, accusing them of not really being metal and being too much of a gimmick. But may I present to you metal acts like Kiss, Alice Cooper, and Marilyn Manson? Yeah. Are they not all of the same ilk? Do they not have a gimmick? Right? Like playing metal music, but also putting on a grand show to leave the viewer with an experience to remember. Yeah. Baby metal does the same
1: fucking thing. And I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that baby metal's uh, composition and just music in general is slightly more um, complicated than anything Kiss has ever written. Hashtag Hot shots fire. But also, we <laughs> haven't made fun of Kiss in a while.
0: We haven't. It's about time. Yeah, you know what? I don't think I'm going to be like offended by anything baby metal says to me
1: yeah no sue
0: metal's not gonna offend me with her op- her political opinion basically
1: every time gene simmons opens his mouth i'm like fuck off yeah i'm not you gonna say old
0: that. fucking fart fuck off just go put on your clown makeup and stand on stage and sing that's all you're good for at this yeah. point stick your tongue out do your devil horns fuck off yeah pretty much they are backed by some of the most respected in the industry. Metal vets like Rob Zombie, Opeth, Dragon Force, Rob Halford, and so many more. If have... Opeth
1: says it's good, I'm, I'm with it. I'm right? going with it. Right?
0: Yeah. yeah. They have defended them, and some have even performed with them. There's a video of uh, Baby Metal and Rob Halford playing together, they did this a Baby Metal sense. song, and they did Breaking the Law. Dragon Force did a song with them. Oh, that totally makes sense. Yes. They did not perform together. Oh. However, um, I did find a mashup of Baby Metal and Devin Townsend. No one. fucking shit. It's really good, actually. Wait, what? Devin Townsend? The one.
1: I don't know if I even know that one. Oh, I'll, I'll send it. Or maybe it's Baby
0: Metal song, the one with Devin Townsend. It's. I'll send it to you. Okay. It's a really good mashup. Okay. I was like... This needs to happen. You'll
1: have to play it for oh me. Oh my after god, a baby recording. metal
0: Dave- Devin Townsend show! Oh my fucking god! It would be nothing but entertainment
1: for hours. I feel like I would have to be high on something. That would be I my first be high time. On life. <laughs> it would. It would have to be my first time, like doing something. Oh my It'd god! Be great. It would be really good though.
0: You'd be like, I'm too excited. Too excited. But it also at the end of it too, I really want to give baby metal a lot of credit because yes, they are manufactured, but they have learned to play their own instruments. Yeah, they have learned more about composition, more about the metal genre in general.
1: They're and- grateful
0: performers. They are always so kind and good to their fans. They're never assholes. Like, they try to back up what they have. And they're women in metal who are singing about being women. Right. Like their lyrics are usually about like the shit women have to go to. There's one song, Gimme Chocolate. I don't love Gimme Chocolate, but it's actually about like body image issues.
1: Yeah. So. Which is something that is a pretty controversial issue with manufactured J-pop and K-pop bands. right? Baby metal's fine. Stop. Stop giving them a hard
0: fucking time because you quote unquote don't think they're metal yeah there's a lot of genres out there guys just don't listen to it
1: well should we go on to our next one yes I I talked about baby metal a lot this is a great transition I hope the most emo song of emo songs ever made this is Your Life and Mine by Just Surrender so emo
0: (laughs) i feel like somebody's playing me simple plan mixed with dashboard confessional
1: yeah kind of but like 10 times worse holy shit okay i know this band is pretty much hot garbage it encapsulates everything that is wrong with the emo genre but also it is the most pop punk that i ever got I mean, now that I've seen pictures of you
0: in high school, this makes sense, right?
1: This makes a lot of sense. Well, I didn't get into Just Surrender until college,
0: so well, I don't know what those were. Those pictures from high school or college? Some
1: of them were from high school, some were from college.
0: All right. Well, I've seen your college photos, and this still checks.
1: <laughs> yeah, I had. Was the, this like
0: your really tall hair phase? This was my really high hair. This was your super. Saiyan this was phase. my hair
1: to God over nine thousand.
0: Uh, yeah, your Vegeta phase. <laughs> what? I'm just going on Dragon Ball Z references now. Oh, okay. I'm sorry.
1: I no, I did not watch Dragon Ball Z. Well, you missed it. Sorry. I'm going to say no. I didn't. <laughs> I didn't. But yeah. So Just Surrender are the epitome of MySpace emo. Oh, yeah. They inca- And they even got big. They got popu- popular because of MySpace. Yeah, I bet. They encapsulate everything that's horrible about the entire emo genre. Artless compositions, sophomoric song titles that are meant to be ironic or witty, but just fall flat. And in the case of this song, like so many others that came before and after it, pretty fucking misogynistic lyrics. Oh, really? I don't know if this has really been discussed a whole lot, but emo was misogynistic as Fuck. Is that because they painted women as these angelic
0: goddesses that completely rejected them all the time and made their lives miserable? Yeah.
1: Emo was made up of a bunch of fucking incels. It's ridiculous. Like, you want just a perfect picture of what I'm talking about? Go find the first album by Panic at the Disco.
0: <laughs> Is that,
1: I chime in with the two you two people ever heard of, of? Closing the goddamn, goddamn door yeah. Closing on your t- little tiny fucking dick. Um, <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I visualized just, that real good. Like the little tiny, little dick. tiny dick. So your tiny. Little, little fucking garlic knot of a dick. You, little nugget you little dick. Little nugget. You little fucking nug of a dick. <laughs> but yeah, like that that Panic at the Disco album was so misogynistic and just screamed like this girl won't have sex with me so I'm going to tear her apart in my lyrics to my cool band.
0: Or all she'll do is have sex with me but I want her heart not her
1: sex. Because if all she wants to do is fuck me she's a fucking whore and I can say that. Whore. Whore. Like every band thought that calling a woman a whore in at least one or two of their songs on their album was like fucking cool. Even Paramore did it. Oh. Yeah. Oh, I missed that. <laughs> Did I miss that? Misery Business It was all about this woman um, who was, like, her boyfriend's ex or something, and she calls her a whore in it. And oh. then years later, Haley Williams is like, yeah, I shouldn't have called her a whore. That's really sexist. So oh. I'm really sorry about that. I'm she like, glowed up. She glowed up. She learned. But, like, none of these other fucking assholes apologize for this horribly misogynistic bullshit that they've talked about in there. There, remember the video that I showed, that I sent oh, to you yesterday? Oh, yeah, I do. Um, Wish cute, I didn't. Cute is what we aim for. Go look up that fucking song. His face. His Ugh. mouth. How does he sing like that? Like, as soon as that video came out, I was like, emo's done. Who was the band? Cute is what we aim for. That was the band? That was the band. I thought that was the song. No, the song is called The Curse of Curves. Oh, yeah, because they thought those stick twig
0: those very thin ladies like, trying not to body shame, like, <laughs> yeah. regardless of what your shape is. right? Some women are thin, and that's great. You're still beautiful. The point is, like, emo boys like that in the early aughts were like, very thin women have curves. Yeah. If they you, are beyond a B cup, they have curves. You,
1: this was the time of the Paris Hill in flat stomach, fake tan, mm-hmm. you know, bleach blonde bullshit. Karen haircuts, too. There were like two
0: Karen haircuts. I totally in that had video. a Karen
1: haircut when I was in high school. Yeah, it was fine. It was it was dangerous and close to a. May I speak to the manager <laughs> at Starbucks? But yeah, I mean, this song could be more misogynistic, but it's still towing the fucking line because the whole verse is like, you know, I saw this dude over here. He wasn't treating you right. You should be with me because I'll, I'll treat you like. Oh God, a- he's being friend zoned. No, oh, like, he, well, no, he, he's, he's
0: acting like he's being friend zoned.
1: No, he's trying to be like, no, I can treat you better than that guy. But then in the chorus, he's like, but it's only for one night, baby. <laughs> like, I'm just going to fuck you and leave. <laughs> uh, but it's OK because I'm
0: sad. Yeah, it's OK
1: to treat you like s- shit because I'm so sad. I'm sad boy with an eye. So you should just fuck me. It's fine. Fuck but you're a whore. <laughs> Fuck me with an eye. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh. Ugh. Gross. Anyway. Yes. But yeah. God damn it. These guys can write a catchy fucking tune. <laughs> it's really catchy. Honestly, this whole goddamn album is fucking catchy. And it does I hate kinda, it. It does
0: kind of have a little, it's got a little swag in it. Yeah. A I swaggy drumline. I get
1: sucked into these awful emo songs. And then I'm just like, no, I just fucking like it. I have to admit it. <laughs> it helps that these guys are hometown heroes of sorts. Oh. Three of the band members, or at least three, possibly all four of them, I can't really tell, Um, are from Dover Plains, New York. Oh. Which is the town basically down from, two down from where I grew up. Yeah, yeah. So... Yeah.
0: You feel, you feel an allegiance. Yeah, I get it. We have quite
1: a few mutual friends, though I've never met these guys before in my life. But the um, video for this song, go fucking YouTube it because it's hilarious. Okay. To me it's hilarious because they filmed all of it in Wingdale, New York, which is like a hamlet of Dover. And there was a diner that they filmed the video in Aww. called Adam's Diner that I don't think even exists anymore. But there's the diner and they're in the parking lot filming this thing. And then there's like a row of trees behind them. But on the other side of those trees is a huge ass abandoned psychiatric center. Oh. <laughs> that I used to go exploring in all the fucking time. Oh. Scary as fuck. So good timing for filming that video in the summertime because you can't see it because of the trees.
0: Yeah, right. Yeah. But like also you should just filmed it in the abandoned psychiatric ward. Yeah,
1: they should have but somebody probably would Missed have Missed
0: opportunity. Them.
1: No, I mean, they knew the cops were going to come and get them, so. Yeah. Because they watched that shit. You should. Now it's a Christian college. Yay. Abandoned Psychiatric Center, then a juvie hall, now a Christian college. Coincidence. Killing it. <laughs> Hashtag
0: nailed it. Yeah. Well, if we got a little glimpse into your high school existence. I'm oh, sorry, Jesus. college existence. Maybe it's time you understand a little bit more about college, Maggie. Oh god. My next pick for real guilty pleasure is uh it's a happy hardcore song it's called Flying High by DJ UFO STUJ.
1: Stu J. <laughs> okay. That is Gosh. horrifying. <laughs> I knew it. I was like, yeah, Ashley's hate it's- this. <sighs> you can't even listen. You know what? Now I know everybody's argument against metal. I get it. I get it. Because, like, any normal person will listen to metal and be like, How can you listen to this? It's just noise. But it's I- just noise. I like metal. Yeah, I know. And you like this too. Yeah. I like metal also, but I'm saying like normal people oh. will listen to metal and be like, "I can't listen. How can you listen to this? It's just noise." So that's my reaction to this. It's like, <laughs> "How can you <laughs> listen, listen to this?" I need to speak to this song's manager. <laughs> I I just I just don't understand. <laughs> i'm real I caring about am this the manager. <laughs> yeah i'm real caring about this oh my god oh. i'm morphing back into my high school karen haircut and demanding oh. to speak to a manager
0: meanwhile like college maggie is just like
1: so happy so happy i could
0: drive for hours to this shit like when i was really tired
1: i would drive my car off a cliff to this <laughs> shit <laughs>
0: Oh, my God. When I would, like, drive back from, like, Massachusetts or something, visiting a friend or just anywhere, I would just, if I was really tired, I would just put this on. i like, yeah. No. Yeah. Oh, man. I loved this shit. Because I had this album, which was the final chapter of Happy to be Hardcore. Thank
1: God. Close that book. But that was also the sixth chapter. Still, I also had
0: volumes five, but volume a, six, a, I think, was better than volume five. It's
1: a book that needed to be closed. And
0: I, I just, I don't even know. Oh, because one of my room, my my housemates in college was really because she was doing a lot of rave stuff. I'm like, I kind of want to get into that. And she's like, look up happy hardcore, and I did. And I was like, this is amazing. And then my other friend sent me a bunch of trance music, and I was, I was really, really into techno in in college. I'm still arguably really into techno. You-
1: Honestly, the Prodigy episode got me right back into techno. These are uh, these are the differences between college-age Maggie and Ashley. I was super into emo bullshit and you right. were super into being we- like crazy house music. We
0: have legit
1: like side-by-side comparison yes, of who we were in exactly.
0: college. <laughs> and why it would have been a real uh perfect strangers
1: Kind kind odd real odd we couple. Odd couple. Lived in the same suite. I don't know. I like <laughs> perfect strangers. Yeah, I'm Balky, right? Yeah, yeah. But that means I'm what's his face. He's cool, cousin Larry. Cousin Larry. He's all right.
0: Uh, I think he fucks a lot, doesn't he? <laughs> cousin Larry fucks a lot.
1: <laughs> that's
0: Did Biggie ra- That's
1: what Biggie was <laughs> rapping about, right? Cousin Larry. He just fucks a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Yep, that was it. That was what that song was about. Those were the lyrics, right? Yep, yep.
0: Anyway, so, um, yes, I brought up Happy Hardcore last week, and we talked about The Prodigy, and I unabashedly love it. I attempted to describe it, and I probably failed, so hopefully this clip tells you guys everything you ever needed to know. Yeah. But to give a more accurate description, happy hardcore is a genre that originated in the UK rave scene. It is also known as 4-beat or just happycore. It stemmed off from breakbeat hardcore, music that was in a steady 4-4 time signature combined with breakbeats and usually sampled hip hop. And then some (laughs) DJs took that sound and instead they added soaring vocals and electronic piano rolls and
1: then it became that was the center of the music. I am the meme of the confused lady with all the math problems <laughs> in front of her face. Except instead it's just like glow sticks hitting you in the face.
0: <laughs> Throughout the early 90s, happy core was gaining popularity in the UK alongside with jungle core, which followed a similar pattern except they ap- opted for more of a reggae sound instead of like the poppier sound. This is
1: just like metal. <laughs> There's so many subgenres. It it they're basically indistinguishable. This is, this indistinguishable. is a Venn diagram
0: of how we yes. how
1: it works.
0: By the early aughts, happy hardcore was seeing popularity around the world in U.S., Australia, Canada, Japan. It arguably hit its peak then. So I got into it during peak happy hardcore times. But peak happy, peak happy. I mean. You're peaking. Yeah. I mean, it was like right at the beginning of the Bush administration. We're like, maybe things aren't terrible. Nah, things are terrible. And then everything did get worse. Yeah, it sure did. But by now, it's a thing of the past. At best, there may be an old school night in the UK once in a blue moon, but it's just not really what people want. I'd argue that Happy Hardcore was a bridge into the mainstream electronica that we hear today. You can probably blame it a little for dubstep and, like, the current state of EDM overall. Okay, that's fair. (laughs) But for those of us who like to take a break from the hot garbage world with music whose one-track mission is to just be happy and dance like you don't care that everyone is watching you look like a fucking Muppet, well, happy hardcore is still a perfect
1: escape. This does not make me happy. Makes me really happy. (laughs) I'm feeling really energetic you. right now. Well, you're not going to be happy with my next pick. I'm going to, uh, like... Ah, you're going right. to punch something. Yep.
0: No, nope. see, I think this is going to become a game of who's going to
1: get more violent now. <laughs> <laughs> I think this is probably one of the most guiltiest of guilty pleasures. Ugh. This is Keep on Loving You by Ario Speedwagon. Mm.
0: You know what's interesting to me? Yeah, it's the fact that this isn't on any guilty pleasure playlist,
1: and it should be because should everyone be. hates Ario Speedwagon. Ario like Speedwagon's garbage, guys. Yeah, but if this song comes on, everyone's going to be like, "But I kind of like this." Song. Um, except me. Except for you, I fucking
0: hate hate Ario Speedwagon. But why? I might hate them more than Kings of Leon.
1: Oh, Whom wow. I Ooh. also hate. Oh, that's a deep hate. I don't like his stupid voice. And I don't <laughs> like their stupid songs.
0: And like, heard it from a friend. who. Oh, that song's truly <laughs> awful. Yeah, that one's, like, that one's truly terrible. don't be terrible. a bitch.
1: How about you write a song called Don't Be a Bitch, Ario Speedwagon. Okay, well, I have a story about this song that's going to make you hate them even more. Oh, good. Because it's a bitch fucking story. Okay. <laughs> Everyone makes fun of ARIO Speedwagon. Yep. The Yacht Rock poster boys, specifically because of garbage songs like this one. But the bucket loads of cheese smothering the soft rock ballad of the ages is exactly why I like it. It's just fucking awful, but it's an earworm that happens only once every few years for me, so I can handle it. <laughs> All right. If ARIO Speedwagon. Speed wagon. Speed wagon Makes you want to drown yourself in your own kitchen sink Then the story <laughs> behind the song Will make that urge even worse While recording songs For their 1980 album High Infidelity Which they have a lot of puns in the names of their albums Which also makes me want to like Shove a foot up their ass Also
0: High Infidelity sounds like an early emo album Right?
1: They were they were the the OG emo band I would say. Uh, I agree. Yeah. That's probably why I hate them. (laughs) Probably. But yeah, lead vocalist and guitarist Kevin Cronin strolled into the studio, plopped down at the piano, and started playing this song for his bandmates. They were all super confused by the Sappy Love song and argued, it's not an REO Speedwagon song and it shouldn't go on the album. (laughs) Okay. But Kevin threw a top-notch hissy fit, saying, well, this song means a lot to me, and if I wrote it, then it is an Oreo Speedwagon song, and it's your job to make it into an Oreo Speedwagon song. Wah! I fucking
0: hate, like, I, I You I wanna, do it! I want to go, <laughs> if I had a time machine, I would take it, go to that day, and set his fucking piano on fire. And be like, there, how's that for an ARIO Speedwagon (laughs) song, bitch? And slap him and And walk away. Stomp on it and be like, you do it.
1: You do it.
0: Fucking God.
1: I fucking. (laughs) Anyway, the point is fuck ARIO Speedwagon. (laughs) That's the point here. (sighs) Anyway. Enough about them.
0: Let's make myself happy again. My next pick is by Aqua mm-hmm. and it's called Cartoon Heroes. Oh, yay. <laughs> one by one,
1: we're it fun. We are the I I can handle this more than I can handle Happy Hardcore. Okay. However, (laughs) I cannot with the vocals from Aqua. I can't. That's fair. You have to be in a mindset for the Aqua vocals. And they just don't make sense because she has this super high cartoony voice. And he's just coming (laughs) in like this. Like, what are you doing, sir? You are too aggressive for this song. (laughs) I I think it works just cuz he is it's so fucking ridiculous. It it kind of worked in Barbie Girl but he was still a little bit too harsh for that song. I just it's just so jarring to hear him. It's yeah, you have to be in the mindset for it, I guess. And also it sounds like he's doing a really bad and very poorly advised impression of Louis Armstrong. Oh. And I do not appreciate that. <laughs> Look, I'm going to
0: give them the defense of they're foreign and they don't and they, know better. And they just don't know. But they do know better. I don't know. 90s Euro bands. I don't think did. Aren't they German? Yeah, Are but that's ge- still your. Euro- no. Actually, they're not. Are they Swedish? No, I'll get to it. What are they? What are they? Look, I like Aqua, and it's not ironically. Leave me alone. (laughs) I I genuinely think Aqua's a fun band. Like, I don't think they're a... This is, like, exactly what I mean by guilty pleasure. They're not a good band, but they're fun, and they're stupid, and, like, some days you just want to hear that, like... Yeah, I just want to hear like cartoon heroes, and I don't even love Barbie Girl that much. Like, I think their other songs are way better, like yeah. "Roses Are Red" and "Doctor Jones." They have a lot
1: of really good songs that are. I just legit stupid. don't know any other. Aqua I know, songs. <laughs> I know, but I kind of feel like they're on the same uh, level. For... They're like an
0: Ace of Base. That was
1: sh- that is exactly I what I was going to say. say. I was going to say they're like Ace of Base, right. but like. Yeah, they're on the same level. But they're level. goofier.
0: They're like a goofier goofy, Ace, of Ace of Base. They're
1: Ace of I think Ace of Base took themselves a bit seriously, especially considering one of them was a Nazi youth. So yeah,
0: yeah. Oh, gross. Yeah,
1: one of them. One of them was a Nazi. I like that you felt like you had to whisper that. Yeah. yeah sh- it was sh- like a a weird conspiracy theory before the internet was the capital I internet. Um. <laughs> But now it's like confirmed he used to be part of a a Nazi youth program.
0: Well, I don't think anyone from Aqua's a Nazi, so That's good. Already good for them. Already (laughs) ahead above.
1: And Aqua, I think, knows that they're silly.
0: Yes. Which like I think is another thing it's like makes me like them because they're like, we know we're goofy.
1: That's why I don't completely hate them. I just I can't. It's not your thing. It's It's fine. It's fine. I know it's not.
0: We all know this Danish Norwegian pop group Mm. Close. Sweden's in the middle. It is. A little, little Oreo cream in the sandwich there. <laughs> uh, Wait, yes. is Sweden in the middle?
1: Or is... I have
0: no idea. You are 100% asking the wrong person. Look, you think about that. I'm going to tell you about the song.
1: I think it is in the middle.
0: We all know them for the late 90s hit song. Yeah. And this is another fun jam Catchy Hook, Bubblegum Pop. And I'd argue it's a little more fully realized song than Barbie Girl is, mm-hmm. which may be why it failed to see the same success. I mean, Barbie Girl was really just a little kitschy jingle almost.
1: This song has like me- reverses and choruses and bridges and key changes. Yes. <laughs> this one reminds me of a musical song. Hmm. It's, it has elements of a musical which song. Which might be why I like it. Which also might be why I don't like it. Yeah. <laughs> It probably didn't help that after a song like Barbie
0: Girl, this band wasn't really going to be seen as anything beyond a novelty group. Oh, not at all. So after their hit single, they faded away for us. But throughout the rest of the world, they were pretty well loved. In fact, I think I saw the music video for it because for a while, I got the Canadian Music Channel, Much Music, uh-huh. in our cable package. Uh-huh. And that's definitely where I saw this music video. Because yep. it was not played on MTV. But it was oh, definitely yeah, played no. on Much Music. Yeah. I also saw a lot more Silverchair and Biff Naked on Much Music than I did on MTV. Oh,
1: Silverchair. Yeah. Yeah, I think I saw more Silverchair on Much Music and Fuse for a little while. Yes. MTV was like, I oh, don't know, i sinking corn. Here you go, buddy. <laughs> but speaking
0: it of- covers everything, right? Yup, go you got it. <laughs> m M&M. m Yeah. Enrique Iglesias. <laughs> Bye. You do it. But speaking of the music video, can I tell you how this one is the eighth most expensive video of all time? What? Yeah. It costs 3.2 million. Wow. What did they do? More expensive than Guns N' Roses November Rain and Michael Jackson's Bad. No fucking shit. Yup. There was arguably a lot going on here. When you have a second, sit down, watch the video. There's actually a lot going on. It's like a little mini movie, but like late 90s, so it's still cheesy. Yeah. Yeah. A giant octopus monster is attacking the city and the call is made to some space heroes to come out of their cryogenic sleep to stop it. They do in an epic underwater fight. And yeah, that's about the story. But, I mean, they have to, like, be in space. I think they used a zero-gravity machine. They had to look like they're coming out of cryogenic machines. They had to make it look like they were fighting
1: something underwater. So they did, They went, like, full Lord of the Rings with this. They didn't just slap up a green screen and say... No, I think they used effects and shit.
0: Shit. Yeah, there's, like, green goop and everything Did in Peter it. Jackson direct it? He might have. For might've. fuck's sake. He might have. Maybe Peter Jackson's cousin? Jeffrey Jackson? Donald Jackson. (laughs) Donald Jackson. (laughs) Donald Jeffrey Jackson. (laughs) As I've gotten older, I don't hear the song at face value anymore as some ode to to superheroes. Now my cynical mid-30s ears hear a little something more. An ironic look at people imagining things they wish they could do and be. I mean, the whole chorus is what we do is what you just can't do. And maybe that's too much of an analysis on the song, but I also think Aqua was a band with deeper themes than we ever gave them credit for. Let's not forget Barbie Girl was then basically throwing this example of the, quote, ideal woman under the bus for being unrealistic and bullshit. Yeah. And people didn't fucking get that. No. So I think actually this is about how, you know, we idolize heroes of these people. Like We idolize people who just can't who just do these things that we can't do, but we wish we could or we mm-hmm. try to be like them. And it's you know, people think it's thinking never that- going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. These unrealistic goals. Yeah.
1: Well, we talked about Barbie girl on one of our, now that's what I call music. episodes. Yes. Right? I
0: believe either the first or second. Yeah. Oh, we've only had two. Why did I say that?
1: <laughs> um, yeah, I think we talked about how it wasn't just about being a Barbie person. No, it it's, was it's, a it's very really a deep. Take. It was a deep commentary on, you know, Unrealistic ideals we have set on people. Right. I think Aqua's funny because they don't, they definitely don't take themselves too
0: seriously. But I think some of their songs are actually pretty introspective and look at things on a deeper level yeah. than what you would normally give them credit for because you think it's dumb pop music. And yes, they both have goofy voices, but maybe Europe's
1: just a little ahead of us. <laughs> they usually are on most things. Yeah. Anyway, what's your next pick? What's your final pick? My final pick, if y'all remember, this, this gem of a song. Oh, All the Things I? She Said by Tattoo. I keep asking myself, wondering how. I keep closing my eyes, but you Want a couple not look at Wanna fly to a place where it's just you and me. Nobody else, so we can be
0: free. Nobody else, so we can be free. All the things that I'm on the land. You know, I was really more of a not-gonna-get-us tattoo fan. Yeah, that was a jam, too. It really was, though. I made an Utina anime music video to that.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I remember being in high school, and uh, my best friend at the time was like, you have to listen to this song, because it's fucking ridiculous. Also, they're lesbians. (laughs) But they're not. (laughs) But they're not. Yeah, we have a lot to unpack here. Riparoni. Buckle up. We got a lot to unpack here so Y'all ready for this you know I almost picked a jock jam but I realized oh wait. I went through like the first six jock jams is like there's got to be something on here and when then I'm it's like, all good nah it's all good it's I all can't- good none of these are... I'm not ashamed to admit I love all the jock yeah, jams none of these are guilty pleasures they're just pleasures <laughs> <laughs> yes yes <laughs> jock jams are great I'm sorry I'm ready for this. so tattoo and that is spelled lowercase t dot capital a dot dot capital t T dot dot lowercase u U. dot is there a dot sure sure why why not? not why not but it's pronounced tattoo and tattoo was a duo consisting of two teenage girls from russia named lena katina and julia volkova They became popular in 2002 after the release of this song, and then their follow-up hit, Not Gonna Get Us. Not Gonna Get Us! (laughs) The two girls had previously been in a teen girl group called Neposetti, later reuniting as Tattoo after a guy named Ivan Shapovalov... Yup. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) ...held auditions for a female singer. Both girls stood out during the auditions, and Ivan thought it'd be a great idea to make a duo with a faux lesbian edge. Faux lesbian. Faux. Fully faux lesbian. <laughs> Apparently, he was inspired by a movie called Show Me Love about a relationship between two schoolgirls, which probably influenced the decision to dress Lena and Julia up as school in schoolgirl outfits. Mm, yeah. Even their name, Tattoo, is a shortened version of the Russian phrase... Oh, this is going to suck. Oh, I'm excited. Talyubit Tu, which means this girl loves that girl. (laughs) This then led to all the things she said, which is about a girl being in love with another girl and not knowing what to do about it.
0: And it was such fucking fodder for, like, back then... It was I remember such a the gimmick. early aughts because that was, I feel like, when it started to be okay, right?
1: Yeah, when just it just started, started to be okay. Because
0: I remember being in, like, you know, my GSAs in high school and college, and my gay friends coming out and, like, feeling like testing the waters and something like tattoo. A lot of my lesbian friends were at first really all on board with like it's almost cruel yeah because it made them feel like it was okay yeah but we'll i'm sure you'll get into why it wasn't
1: well the girls got a lot of flack for their obviously fake lesbian relationship and they were often boycotted for quote promoting underage lesbianism which uh, why throw the underage in there Because it's okay to be underage and straight. Uh, But, like, at that time, I don't feel like it was entirely okay to be gay.
0: No, it wasn't. I was 100% taking the piss there. Right.
1: And like, there's no such thing as underage lesbianism. Like, you're just, if you're You're a lesbian, lesbian. you're a lesbian. Like, it doesn't matter what age you are. And that's the whole
0: thing is it was just, there's, and I mean, there's, of course there still is, but it's not, like, I remember the early odds, and I remember how gross people were about that
1: shit. Oh, this was high time for the term gay to be, to describe anything that is less than uncool. satisfactory yeah. yeah and
0: i think most people from our generation can ashamedly admit that we we unfortunately use that term thinking that it was okay to say
1: i mean we all used that word to describe something that was stupid right.
0: and and like it's not a justification we were just dumb and we weren't at a social point where we yeah. thought it was okay and so we still... have that alone yeah and not to mention like all the horrific. I mean, of course there's of course we're not like above it yet, unfortunately. But
1: mm-hmm.
0: I remember seeing the movie Boys Don't Cry and being like, "Holy fucking shit." And then like um
1: the Matthew Shepard movie. Oh like, yeah. Then. I think the Laramie Project really Laramie Project, yes. was I up until that point, I had always been like, "No, it's fine to be gay." Yeah. But then watching that movie, I'm like, "Oh fuck." Like they're killed because they're gay. Right. So to see and hear about a story
0: about tattoo, like they weren't trying to make it be okay to be gay to make it be okay to be gay. They were trying to make money off of pretending to be gay.
1: Yes. But th- I would say that there is an argument that considering they were from Russia, I know. It could be viewed as progressive in a certain way and well, also before Putin right it was before Putin so I don't I don't really know what the atmosphere was like concerning mm. um gay lesbian transgender gender identity or anything in <laughs> Russia at that time because I was not politically coherent at that time really yeah so I I'm I'm assuming things got worse for oh. gay people once um Putin-gotten guy got in there, but... Because Putin's the way Totally. He is the Jean-Ralphio of world leaders. Yeah. But
0: <laughs> And me fucking
1: if- Trump is his little sister. Oh, God. It's <laughs> just a money oh, he's please. He's the Mona Lisa. He is oh. Mona
0: Lisa. But, like, I feel like that's giving both of them way too much credit. But correct me if I'm wrong, even listeners, I... Like I recall, one of the women in tattoo coming out and saying like, "Oh no, I if my kid was gay, I wouldn't be okay with it." Oh, really? Yeah, I believe one of them at least used to be homophobic.
1: Probably, I would not doubt it at all.
0: But I mean, like that's kind of where I was coming from. Like that's really fucking gross. They were definitely trying to just make money and like get attention and garner worldwide attention by being quote unquote out lesbians, even though like all they did was smooch a couple times Mm -hmm. and then like they weren't actually gay and they were just. I, they the whole thing was bullshit.
1: It was 100% a gimmick. Yeah. Absolutely and I, a gimmick. And I just really do have a vague
0: recollection of one of them being saying some really problematic homophobic things.
1: That sounds about right. So I am not surprised. I would not be surprised at all if one of them did. And that's fucked up.
0: Yeah. That's why it's also fucked up. Like, man, yeah. do you remember the early aughts? I do. It wasn't great. I mean, these times aren't great either. These times are fucking you know, in some ways, now I think about it, and maybe this is good, like, at least we're socially aware now.
1: Yeah. And we didn't have hey, that back 20 guess years ago. We lived, and we learned, and we, we grew and from it, and yeah. we hashtag glowed up. We glowed up. We did, though. A lot of people don't fucking do that. So you know what? Thank you, emo. Thank yeah. you, shitty pop. Yeah. Thank you for all of this, because- We glowed up. We glowed up from you. You know else I glowed up from? What? reggaeton. Oh my god.
0: I'm gonna finish this up with a little bit of Daddy Yankees like Gasolina. (laughs) questions (laughs)
1: questions <laughs> first of all how have i never heard this song before this is like the
0: reggaeton song everyone knows this song
1: second of all how did i not know that reggaeton sounded like this i, I thought know. it was completely different no,
0: all pretty much all reggaeton goes
1: yeah but i didn't expect it to do, be do, like, do, club do, do, do. like club dancey. oh god it i is. did not
0: oh I, it I, is Specifically, especially like types like Daddy Yankee and Don Omar, uh-huh. they're they're very dancey.
1: Third question: Why is he yelling at me? <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm. What did I do? I'm sorry. <laughs> you love the gasoline. Is that what he's saying?
0: Oh, buckle up. Uh, what there Does was a that t- make sense? look. There was a time in my life where what I get done was dominating my iPod. And Daddy Yankee was the real apex of that time in my life. I didn't
1: even know Daddy Yankee was that genre. Mm-hmm. Oh god, I fucking love. I missed it. out on a large chunk of the two thousands. <laughs> like,
0: there's even some Pitbull that I kind of like because he'll dabble in it, and I'm like, I'm not. I'm yes, not proud this to admit This very much reminds
1: me of Pitbull. Oh, Pitbull like, definitely okay, so exists pitbull.
0: because of people like Daddy Yankee. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. For better or worse. Señor Worldwide (laughs) exists because of Papa Yankee. (laughs) All right. Really, though, he was one of the main players to bring Spanish into our pop and hip hop songs to help finally normalize hearing it on American radio stations. Yeah. I remember listening to reggaeton when I was in, like, a later college and early just, like, 20s. And thinking, why isn't this shit on the radio? Like, why isn't this on American radio? It wasn't like New York City or Philly, bigger cities. But Mm -hmm. up here, no, you didn't hear it. Now you do. You'll hear Lake Banish speaking. So the lyrics go as thus. I a gusta la gasolina. Dame ma gasolina. Como le canta la gasolina. Dame ma gasolina. Which reads, she likes the gasoline. Give me more gasoline. She loves the gasoline. Give me more gasoline. Deep. Now. Real introspective. Many thought of this was a reference to a woman liking the dick. Mm -hmm. Or maybe even drugs. For example, when this song was explained to me by my Dominican friend, she was like, oh, she likes the gasoline. She likes to pump the gasoline. What the listeners don't know right now is I'm doing a jerk off motion. Yeah. So I assumed that it meant she likes to pump gasoline. She likes to pump dick. Okay. So I always thought that's what that song was about. Okay. Like I thought it was a like metaphor, <laughs> simile. Like
1: sure. I don't
0: know. For for handies.
1: Yeah. Right? I mean, it's, <laughs> real intellectual lyrics here with them metaphors. But I mean, you 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 heard the song. You saw some of the video. Yeah. That's not too far-fetched of an idea. No. Correct? Those ladies were wearing
0: very short skirts. So clearly they're going to give you a Look at the way they're dressed. Look at the way they're dressed. I didn't mean it like that. I just meant in his aggressive way of delivering everything. (laughs) So aggressive. (laughs) He's very very aggressive. That's kind of why I like it, I think. Weird. Anyway. However, Mr. Yankee claims that's not true.
1: Of course he would claim it's not true. It's, in
0: fact, one of the most innocent songs he's ever written. Oh, is it? So he says he was inspired one day while sitting at his home in San Juan, Puerto Rico. Just listening to the sounds of the streets below, he heard someone say, Como le gusta la gasolina? Meaning, she really likes the gasoline, which was meant to taunt the women who would only take rides with guys in the flashiest cars. Because when you have a flashy car, yeah. it goes...
1: Honestly, Which I that... assume you need a lot of
0: gasoline for. I mean,
1: yeah, they get like two miles a gallon. Right. Um... To go... <laughs> <laughs> That's like five
0: gallons right there. Well, I just... I watched your fucking tank piss that out. <laughs>
1: it's
0: a waste. I would not be one of those girls that be like, you're wasting money. <laughs> you're pissing
1: it away. Yeah. Um... Yeah, honestly, that kind of makes a little more sense than Pumpin' Dick. It does, but also, does it? All right. Yeah, I guess it does.
0: But also, I really like the dirty version in my head. <laughs> the words got stuck in his head, and from there, the hook was born. He worked on the rest of the track with his friends and producers, Looney and Eddie D. They added the rapid-fire verses and nearly assaulting bass-driven beat to create an earworm for the ages. Mm-hmm. You're going to go home and have this stuck in your head, I promise you. So yeah, maybe it's not about sex or drugs, but I'd say this song is still a bit misogynistic in how it talks about women making them mindless objects that are just looking for rides and cars. But I guess overall, it isn't as exciting as I initially thought it was. (laughs) It's not about handies in the backseat, which is 100% what I thought it was. Uh But still, it was really hilarious to watch my entire family... Mother, father, older aunts and uncles and cousins dancing their pants off to this at my wedding. And at one point, I look at my nephew, who is half Puerto Rican, and I Uh said, they don't know what they're dancing to. And he laughed and said, no, they don't. And I'm like, that's fucking hilarious. And he's like, it is. And he was like 14, 15 at the time. And I'm like, all right, cool.
1: I'm glad to know I'm the cool aunt. I'm glad to know I'm on the same page as 14 year old. Honestly, I'm hip with che- the kids. Hold on,
0: but that also checks for me because I thought
1: it was about hand jobs. <laughs> True, we do have minds of 13 year old boys. So yeah, yeah.
0: but he also agreed with me. So like I, th- sometimes I'm like, no, nah, I think he did mean it was about hand jobs. Though yeah,
1: I bet you it started about the actual like cars, idea. Yeah, and then he was like. No, but this could totally be about hand jobs, too. I mean, it kind of works. I'm not going to lie. It yeah. totally kind of works. Yeah.
0: I don't care. It's still going to be about hand jobs because I think it's about both. It's way funnier to tell people, yeah, it was really funny to watch a bunch of old white people dance to the song at my <laughs> wedding if it's about hand jobs. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And there you have it, kids. Our guilty pleasures. I think we really ran the gamut. We really did. Genres. I think we picked some stereotypically classic and some little like earworms you're never going to hear and you'll never want to hear again because there are guilty pleasures.
1: It took a lot for me to not make my entire list just emo songs. Oh, yeah. Because emo is definitely a guilty pleasure for me. So and everything I listened to in high school is just fucking awful. <laughs> I mean, I could have just done an entire J pop thing. I didn't, though. Yeah.
0: But I thought about it because that's all I listened to. This in could college. have easily
1: gone a very different way, but we tried. But now you kind of know the who variety. we were in college, apparently. College and high school, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, there you go. A little bit of my early 20s, too. Yeah. yeah. So thanks, guys, for listening.
0: Love you and appreciate you. <laughs> and I hope you, uh, Still love and appreciate us after hearing our terrible tastes in music. <laughs> the secret underbelly of our music tastes.
1: Yeah. Maybe one day we should do our, our favorite new metal songs. Oh, we'll, A playlist. We'll get A there. playlist from high school. Oh, God. I have it.
0: I could I could do it easily. Yeah. Woof. Anyway, yeah. So thanks for listening. If you guys are digging what we've put out for you, then you can go visit our website, www.rockcandypodcast.com. Over there you can get more of our episodes and you can comment on them or you can toss us an email and get all the links to our social medias because we got Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And go ahead, we post things and say things and it's fun times and And you can interact with us. You can interact with us, beep boop, (laughs) robot, penis, the I don't know, robot dick jokes. I
1: swear we're not
0: robots. Yeah, we're not smart enough to be robots. Nah. Nah. And also, if you like us, if you don't like us, but either way, if you're into music, go visit our network, Pantheon Podcasts. Over there, you will get everything from A to Z, as far as music podcasts go. There's podcasts about KISS. <laughs> And Weezer. And Weezer. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, I know we make fun of them a lot, but if you like them and you're sick of our bullshit, <laughs> you can go over to them and you'll love it because they're actually like, they care and they like those bands.
1: Yeah. So go give that a shot. And, and they're also very sweet, sweet people. Yes. They're very nice. <laughs> Here's the thing.
0: They do put up with our bullshit. <laughs> they they are very gracious, nice people.
1: They are. They're yes, wonderful. Indeed. Also, if you're feeling generous, you can always go to our Patreon and donate some of your hard-earned cash to our cause. Give us your smackles. And we will give you sweet stuff in return. Swag, 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 swag. We get bonus episodes every month mm-hmm. and some sweet swag and, and bullshit. Yeah. So, and all the bullshit you want. Really? <laughs> and also, we want to thank everybody who um, matched our Patreon donations yes. from last month. We took all, or from this month, we took our Patreon contributions from this month. Both of us matched it. We got some friends and family to match it also, and we ended up uh, donating $300 each yes. to organizations in our community mm-hmm. that support Black Lives Matter um, in our own voices, supports yep. um, POC LGBTQ+. People in our community and the African American Cultural Center of the Capital Region, yes, which recently was broken into and which is robbed, some hot bullshit. and that was some bullshit. During some riots that happened after a protest in our neighboring city of Albany, mm-hmm. um, but they do a lot for just
0: arts and culture for people of color, yes, and, in our community and educating uh,
1: those of us who might not be. Yes. As well aware as we should be. Yes. They do a lot of community support and education, and they had a lot of their own artifacts and stuff stolen. So, which again, hot garbage. Go fuck yourselves. Fucking bullshit. Um, yeah. So, we were able to donate $300 each yes. to them, and uh, hopefully, we will be able to do more recurring. Yeah. Uh, contributions are a very great idea. So research some black led organizations in your own community and think about recurring donations because that is one of the easiest things you can possibly do right now with this whole black lives matter, um, situation we got going.
0: Yeah. The whole movement. It's not over. Please. It's never over. Nope. So please continue to support uh cultural organizations for Black Lives Matter and even just um support black led businesses and podcasts. Yeah.
1: And also one of the easiest things you can do is buy shit from black um owned um businesses, businesses yeah. and order food from black owned restaurants. Yep. Please. Easiest thing you can possibly yep. do. So please Research that for your own communities and do that.
0: And you can go ahead
1: and jerk yourself off about it too, and you yeah. do it. Sure, you can do it in the privacy <laughs> of your own home. Don't post it on social media. No, no, just but do it in your do own it home to yourself,
0: and it'd be great.
1: Yeah, for you, just jerk yourself off, DJ, diddle yourself, whatever you want to do, whatever you want but... to do to make yourself feel good. Yeah, there you go. And also, hey. We got welcome a new patron. Yes, we do. Got to welcome Josepha.
0: Yay! Yay! <coughs> <coughs> Thank Love you so Appreciate much. Appreciate you. I hope you're you're doing good over there. across the many ponds in Australia. That's a big pond. That's I don't even know. That's like a whole other earth. That's a lake. That's yeah. That's an ocean.
1: Mm. <laughs> and a continent. It is an ocean. Yeah, it is. <laughs>
0: Thank you so much, Jojo. We appreciate you. And we appreciate our patrons. And we appreciate all of you listeners. Thank you so much for everything. And yeah, um, come on in
1: next week. I don't know what's going to happen, but we're yeah. going to find out. Also, let us know what your guilty pleasures are. Oh because I am God. very interested in knowing yeah. what everybody else's are. Please do. What the fuck are you listening to that's going to make us go, Nah, man. Yeah. Or if you really love any of our own choices, let us know. Yeah, honestly. Everybody loves Boney M. I feel like everybody now loves My Chemical Romance, but whatever. <laughs> you want to be cool now, but you didn't want to be cool in 2006. But That's pretty much what it whatever. was.
0: Nobody was ready to be cool in 2006. Yeah, I was
1: like, I was the coolest one because I was proud of myself, but whatever. Yeah. You want to be cool now? That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> you can anyway. ride this train. It's fine. All right. But Ashley's still the conductor. I'm still going to roll my eyes at you, but whatever.
0: She is, though. She's doing it right now. Anyway, with that, come on in next week, kids. But until then, party on, Ashley. Party on, Maggie. And party on, Are you crazy kids out there. Hi. I chime in with the habit you people, people never ever heard of.
1: Closing and listening door.
0: to podcasts.
1: Emo fuck.